whatever computer. Today we're going to talk about the old Star Wars movie that's coming out someday in 2025, probably. And we're talking about Battle for Endor Boba 2. Fett. Which one? Battle for Endor 2. Battle for Endor 2, the quest for peace. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there was, there was a video. There, there's this video, right? And I actually kind of feel bad about it because I tried to like look before the show. I was trying to look to find where the video came from. And it's like from TikTok, I think. And, uh, but the video is being shared around. I've been tagged in it a few times. And uh, I don't know who originally did the interview, so I don't know how to give any kind of like credit for it. So I kind of feel like a jerk, but it's an interesting quote, and it's it's really uh, Charmaine Obey-Chinoy talking about the next Star Wars movie. So I'm going to play a clip um, from that of her discussing it, basically. My name is Charmaine Obey-Chinoy, and I am directing uh, the next Star Wars film. I'm excited about bringing uh, Daisy Ridley back uh, into the Star Wars galaxy and uh, in telling her story. I'm excited to be immersed in um, the Jedi Academy. Um, and I think there is so much uh, excitement around uh, the new Jedi Order. There's a couple of like little small things to glean from that potentially. If you want to look into it too deeply, which is what we're going to do, is that she does pretty much imply that if this is like Ray's story, that this new Star Wars film is truly a Ray film. Celebration also pushed that idea that it was really a Ray film as well. It was like it seemed like it was going to be, you know, like originally when I when I heard about the some of the context of the film we knew that the characters would be in it but it was going to be like sort of a new cast situation and uh i'm like i said i'm pretty sure i'm going to be right about this but i'm not saying this is like a scoop okay i think that ray wasn't the main character in this film and i think that that's what lindelof was was writing and then I think by the end of everything, they decided that Ray is going to be the protagonist of this film. So it would not surprise me if this film comes out, Ray's the protagonist. We got some J- Jedi in here who are going to become, uh, who are going to have some standout moments, young Jedi, Padawan, newcomers to the order, whatever. And then they will end up spinning off into new films. And so I kind of can see maybe Lindelof spent a lot of time laying out how to do this, this, these new characters and make them interact with Ray in a, in a interesting way. They decided that wasn't the most pop way to go. I I think that's where we're at with this, but I don't know for, for certain. And uh, I also um, earlier in in the week or late last week, I should say, I tried to find out some some more stuff about like what was up like with that rumor um, from the hot mic about John Boyega being involved, and uh, one thing that I heard, just heard this was that it he's they're like we don't know and he he might be, but there's not even a script yet, and so it seems like you would want. It seems like he would want to read the script before he signs on to do more Star Wars movies or to, or I don't think John Boyega is just going to blindly agree to do Star Wars. 
and uh, right. especially with how it's gone in the past. So I think that makes sense. Like that, that, that kind of like tracks. So I'm not saying that it is not, he's in it or not in it. Just talking about what I'm getting over here. What my conversation, what my conversations have been today and late later on the earlier in the week. So, yeah. And, so, I'm, and I'm a fan of John Roca, but you're saying he's full of shit. No, I'm not. I'm no, not, I'm not, no, not John. Don't get mad. Don't no, get mad. I'm saying, no, I'm, mad. <laughs> no, uh, I'm saying okay. block him. You should definitely. No, no, no. Roca should block Sketchcraft today. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, he's going to join on that bandwagon. Right. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, definitely, Paul. Definitely block him. Um, yeah. No, but I mean, like, you know, that just doesn't mean, you know, um, doesn't mean you know, I, I don't know. I couldn't say I don't I don't know right now right now I feel like on this next Star Wars film you could come out with the truth 100% be 100% accurate and by the time this movie is out it, it will be wrong because it's still it's still like in development it's still being worked on and it's still being ironed out and you know it doesn't even sound like the second draft has been turned in at this point this- and so who knows what's what's really going on is my point this has sort of been my fear a little bit, mm-hmm. right? No, I'm not for a good or bad film is not the fear. It's it's when they were like, you know, you know, we've been spending this time working out our story. I think they've been working out an era and like things big big level things that will happen. I don't think they worked out I, I, I don't think they worked out any story. You know, like that's actual story in which, you know, there's an inciting incident and <laughs> there's fun and games, all the save by the cat tropes, right? Like, yeah, there's the, 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 the roads less traveled, that kind of shit, the montage. Like the, I don't think any of that stuff. Well, like for more, like, for Lindelof to move forward, they, they would had to like, at least the climate would had, would, would have had to have been ironed out. Right. For him to even get there. Well, he turned into the, script. So there's a story there. Oh so, yeah. That doesn't and, mean like, that that doesn't mean i mean again if you have a new actress and you go in a different direction then you don't have a story like <laughs> you know you well, have and, a backdrop and that that's why i'm saying though like the i i doubt that new direction is super new is, is my is i, I, I it will be like what 3 years we'll know probably more or less like yeah, right. but, books start dropping oh and on this date we change this kind of stuff but ho- hopefully they might you know they might hide it all too like how they've done before but it, it's like um before he started before lindelof would have gone and started writing like truly writing and if they're doing writer's room stuff and everything like that like they're they're clearly like whiteboarding a lot and deciding like what the climate's going to be and if the Jedi are in disarray, which is what Kathleen Kennedy has said, why? And then, you know, you do have to come up with a threat and a protagonist of, uh, sorry, an, an antagonist of some kind. And, uh, and then Jeff Snyder said that there were actors who were on board that came attached with uh, Lindelof and that they're now gone. So, because the, parameters of the role changed so that would kind of make sense if you you know if the parameters of the role would change if you know you were the uh that actor was the protagonist and now all of a sudden um ray is and you have these emerging characters that are going to show up um that would definitely change the parameters of that role 
So it really does. It could go a, a, a lot of different ways. I mean, if they really hated everything that, that they had done for the, that whole year, um, it would be weird to go and say, we've been working on this for like two years already, but then to go, but now we're starting from scratch. I don't think they would do that. I don't think they would, that it would go that way. Um, it would be weird to do that, but I guess Lucasfilm would do that because I've seen Kathleen Kennedy say like, we have all of the scripts to Kenobi when they didn't, they just, they, they had scripts from other shit. You know what I mean? Like another fucking yeah. take stuff like that, but it wasn't, uh, they didn't actually. So, so she will, she will posture. That's for damn sure. So, but, um, it, it's going to be an interesting, like development. I'll, is my, my take right now. It's very similar to sorry. the force awakens, man, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. as of right now, that could change in by tomorrow, you know? Yeah. But right now it feels like, they have a date. They're racing for a date. They don't have a full script. They have a lot of development and concept art, and they're piecing together the imagery. And they know what they don't want. <laughs> they're waiting for the the director's going to have a lot of input. Direct. We we brought in someone who's already accomplished, you know, and to to help guide that in the next six months. And they'll probably be on. I just feels a lot like they're trying to rekindle the old magic they they felt they had the first time. And and, and if we do end up with Another member berries film, dude. I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm not. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I don't want that either. Like, I'm not, I'm not even dying for like Luke Skywalker to, to show up as a ghost to Ray in this, this thing, you know, because, you know, if you, it's the, it's the age old problem. Like if you have Luke Skywalker in some certain ways, you don't have any problems, right? I mean, it's like he can't be there. He has to be elusive. And there there does have to be like that's why in the books, like classically, the force ghost isn't just hanging out with with the with the protagonist the whole time. Because then it's like they don't have to do anything, they don't have to make any life choices on their own. And it's just like the this like shadow of something from the past, like, you know, kind of hovering over, guiding everything, and um takes away the agency of the new hero. And that that's that's a big problem. That's why like Obi Wan Kenobi like tells Luke in Heir to the Empire, which people gush about all the time. So the fucking best thing is Heir to the Empire is the best fucking thing in the world. Well, okay, then then you then you need to see eye to eye on that one too. Uh, Obi Wan tells Luke, "I can't help you, man. I got to go on. I'm um, peace out. Good yeah. luck. You did it. You, you did it, homie. It's on you now." And um and th- there's there's you know reasons for that, and um like. I, I have like a, a lot of I had some like a lot of tweets this week coming at me saying things like, um, why doesn't Ray just have a good Jedi or why aren't the lessons of the past learned and stuff like that? And it's like if if Star Wars was was real and this was like a real governing, you know, agency, uh, you would make total sense with that kind of um, thought. But it's and it's story shootings occur in this country every week. Right? But, yeah, but but I mean. For but, but it's it's just like it's 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 uh it's story. Story is about things that don't work. If things work, there's no story. And it's, so it's like if Ray just starts the the New Jedi Order after Episode Nine, everybody's just like cool, and it just effortlessly and it just happens and super easy. There's just nothing to fucking tell. There's just no reason to make that that story. So you have to make it hard. And it's Star Wars, uh, so you can't have peace. When you have peace, you're not doing. Yeah. 
what the purpose of the whole thing is, which is to get to the wars. And so, not for nothing, Jason, Luke's Jedi Academy didn't all go all that well according to plan either. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't all. Wasn't no, like the Jedi Academy forward. books were like just hanging out. You know, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, like I, I, I like that moment in Mando when you see like all those like little robots start making it, you know, and stuff. But like, even, even in what we're getting in Mando for Luke's Jedi Academy, um, his like first pupil leaves, just quits, goes back to be a Mando. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, I'm going to be a Mandalorian, bye, and he takes off. Yeah. So I mean, it's like you know, it's not, it's not super, it's not a super easy, smooth thing to like do. And uh, but that's like another thing is that Mandalorian used Jedi Academy. They used that word, that term instead of Jedi Order or Jedi Temple. And uh, Charmin uh, Obeyed Janoy is also using that same terminology. So that's going to be a, a thing. I don't like it to be honest with you. I think Jedi Academy does not really make sense to a place that that deals with mysticism and spirituality. And stuff like beyond that, uh, that sounds like it's a place where you send fucking Harry Potter to learn how to be a fucking wizard cop, you know. But that's just me. I told you, my 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 observational like, what do we, my ob, the observation I came away from all of the con the content shown at Celebration between the trailers that were released and not released, uh, mm -hmm. and Vision season two is I'm like, there's a lot of kids, there's a lot of kids, and and. And I'm not saying that like, oh, Rob doesn't want kids. Stranger Things was my favorite thing that came out like last year. Right. You know, that and Avatar. And so it's like, my thing is, I feel like this looks like a company directive to mm -hmm. me. I, I, you know, like when you're like, got to make sure we have some kids in it so we can show all ages and we, we got to get more kids watching this stuff. And we all of our, I could see the Star Trek thing where they're like, our fan base is aging out. You know, like we need, we need mm -hmm. younger. We need, and the ones we got, seven six years ago they're they're working six jobs in an uber you know like they ain't got time for star wars we need <laughs> sad to say man i wish it weren't true so yeah i don't know man like that's just i'm like maybe they all creatively came to the same conclusion that is possible but well, about about the jedi academy like terminology having like a, a bunch of kids and everything you know what i mean like oh yeah the, there, an academy as there's well, been no indication that that we that she even has a pupil yet, you know what I mean? We don't even know, right? Right. So yeah, I, I'm I'm with you though. I mean, if it if they go if they do put a bunch of children in it, it's going to be a harder sell. It's going to come yeah, off the weird. Upside to having an academy is the the problem that we were talking about with Azatru last week, where I'm mm -hmm. like, he was bringing up Hogwarts selling, and I'm like, yeah, you need like a location to go back to. And right now, when people <coughs> ask him like. What's the Star Wars location you think Star Wars fans want to see? He's like, it's Coruscant. I'm like, that's a fucking planet. Like, you build a whole planet. It's not. I mean, it's just not technically yeah, possible. Yeah, but you're, 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 you're getting hung up on, really... on on semantics when he says that. He means they want to see like they like he said he right, said the like Jedi the Jedi Temple would be a place. The the Jedi place. Temple, the the fucking Correct. downtown district. All, like, all that's gone right now. So yeah. So I can imagine them saying, "All right, let's root." A place where everyone would want to go to and kind of build like a home base. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, but I mean, like, like I thought about what when you said that last week. We'll move on from it real quickly. We'll go back to it. But it's like um, being a Padawan is what people would want to be. 
if you want to do the Harry Potter game in Star Wars, you have a Jedi Master and you're a Padawan, and then you go places and you go on missions, and you, he takes you, he or she takes you places and does things like that would be the which equivalent is, of it. That's what which Star is Wars. Why I would totally want. get a, yeah. a, a a PS5 Xbox Series X exclusive title where you get to create your own character, and mm-hmm. the Cal Kestis character is the Obi Wan. So whatever character yeah. you create, that that Cal Kestis pre made actor that we're building the whole thing around. Call it Jedi yeah. Master to be the third game. I, to- yeah. I I'm on board. That means I got a Jedi Master. We're gonna go on adventures. Hundred percent, mm-hmm. Jason. That's a brilliant yeah. idea. But what it's they keep easy. giving us is Luke Skywalker Junior. You know what I mean? And I'm like, we mm-hmm. gotta. Get- I don't. I want to make my own character. I wanna. I wanna go to Star Wars. You know, like. Yeah. Good idea, um, our- Jason. Aria gave us uh, Donkey Kong Cash, uh, DKK that cash with a K. DK. Uh, okay. Okay, Donkey Kong Cash uh, 50. Thank you, Aria. Appreciate it. Um, hope Stephen Knight can write some badass villains or that he knows about the Sith from episode nine that got crushed. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel number one, he can he's has a pretty good legacy, I'd say, of writing organized crime. And so what is the what is the villain of this story going to be because i mean you if you have 15 years of just unregulated force people coming up people who had it and were hiding it all you know what i mean people who were kicked out of luke skywalker's jedi or people who kylo ren never found and killed and concepts like that um there's a lot of stuff that that a lot of shit that can be out there there's actually probably more that can be out out there at this time than in like the uh, you know the the post return of the Jedi era or even the dark times because of just, it's just nobody, the stuff's not filled in. Right. So like in terms of like villains, it could have, but also it could be space cops and it could be organized crime. And it might be like taking down, like, you know what I mean? Like Jedi who who are up against, um, you know, militias and stuff like that. It could be stuff like that. It's, it's really is uh, up for debate, but I would say, you wouldn't want that specifically because you want lightsaber fights. Um, you're definitely going to want those lightsaber fights for the trailers and stuff. So, <coughs> excuse me, I'm getting a cough. Um, you, but you're gonna you're gonna want that. So I would be su- surprised if they went specifically with crime or organized crime as the like really big um, bad guy or antagonist. Yeah, yeah, right. But. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I'm not in love with Stephen Knight stuff. Like people like Peaky Blinders quite a bit. I thought it was all right, but it, I didn't like it as much as like other shows I was watching around that time, like Boardwalk Empire and stuff. It wasn't my favorite. I, was say, I haven't seen Peaky Blinders, but I'm a I mm-hmm. love Boardwalk Empire. Like, so yeah, it's not, it's not at that level. Yeah, it's, it's a little more like it's yeah, it's just like I don't know. It's a little more gangs in New York in a way. Uh. But yeah, it just not exact. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't say it's comic book. I don't know. I just I didn't really connect with it though. And then I watched his um, other show. Very comic booky to me. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm more like era stuff. But anyways, um, yeah. I watched like his other show that was a bit comic booky about the guys in World War II who were just like about making mischief, you know. And um, it was fun. But once again, wasn't he wouldn't be my number one choice to go and write the the next Star Wars thing, you know? It, but it's like it doesn't mean it's going to be good or bad. We just never know what what we're going to get. Like I always say, so 
it doesn't matter if you know your favorite writer you know like fucking i love ann rice she's dead but if she was alive if she came on and wrote a star wars thing i'd be all about it but at the end of the day it probably wouldn't be good <laughs> it probably wouldn't work right and, and, and who was lining up to see if an ivan kirshner film right Irvin, Irvin, Irvin. Irvin. ivan that's ivan they're gonna know we're fucking Russians if you keep saying that. Uh, we're fucking Russian <laughs> ops, dude. They're gonna is know. Is he gonna fucking crawl back from the dead and kill me? Like, I am. I am. <laughs> yeah, Irving but... Kirshner, whatever. Kush, Kush came back from the fucking. You, you, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You just don't know, you know. Yeah. Like, and and some crazy people on the show think Return of the Jedi is the best Star Wars film, and it's directed by it isn't yeah. even directed by a director. Like it's yeah. a guy who's never directed any fucking thing his entire life. Like. <laughs> No, he directed. He directed movies. They just weren't movies that really want to watch. Really? Yeah, yeah. R R Richard Marquand, that wasn't his first movie. Okay. Hold on. Looking. Um. It's not a. It's not a good film though. The the other one, not really. I remember. It's like, Eye of the like, Needle. You got me on that yeah. one. Yeah. See. See. I mean, it's, it was okay. a, at the All time right. I take of a young filmmaker. But but once again, though, no one saw. You know, I. Eye of the Needle, or the or and said, or the Legacy, and said, "Oh, give him Return of the Jedi." It was like George Lucas who has this idea with these sensibilities that, and he's like, "I think you're the man or the person to convey those sensibilities." That that's why they get. You, that's why they get the gig. You haven't seen Birth of the Beatles, you the Beatles fan. Uh, there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of bad Beatles stuff. Even that fucking um, "I Want to Hold Your Hand" by Robert Zemeckis is trash you know did you ever see that one no i, I wouldn't have I thought that hard day's night yeah I, I wouldn't have have thought you know it would have a uh, hard day's night's a great movie but it's with the beatles yeah, so I'm, not, I'm talking about like movies that, without the beatles that though. guy was richard lester and he went on to do such shit films as superman 3 and parts of superman 2 i hate so go figure that yeah, out yeah. true but thank you for the super chat uh aria and bram thanks for becoming a channel member how's it going I like your guitar. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Uh, Meg says, uh, all the people claiming the Zon trilogy is how Luke should be have never read it. Same people who think Luke in The Last Jedi was out of character. Yeah, like... It's like by Luke. a woman every three seconds in that series. <laughs> oh, man. <You> got <laughs> like every three seconds. With not my Luke. A woman with... Yeah, a real aggressive, you know, male fantasy woman who had no training. Like... <laughs> She just had like some pep talks from Palpatine. Would you call her a Mara Sue? Huh? Yes, she's Mara a Mara Sue. Sue. <laughs> why did why did we never think of that till now? Hey, you know what? <laughs> it's time. It was time. But yeah, no, I mean, well, like this is this is really good stuff. I'm writing, this <laughs> writing, writing that down. Mara. Yeah. Well, I mean, what other shitty Beatles movies did, uh, did Richard make? I'm curious. Uh, no, just hmm. just that one. Huh. Just that one, George. Oh. Just right. that one. All right. Yeah. All right. Later. Yeah. Peace. Later, dude. Bye, George. But I, I, I kind of, uh, I, I, I kind of just don't, don't really see like why they would bring, um, Chinoy in to to direct this one, if it wasn't because it was about somebody resisting a dominant society or a dominant force saying you can't do this or you shouldn't do this. And like we kind of saw the last Jedi introduced Luke Skywalker saying like we shouldn't exist. We're ultimately bad for the galaxy. 
And um, so I'm kind of wondering if they're going to play with that idea more and if the galaxy is going to kind of finally have said, you know what, like these people like it always results in like blowing up planets and shit. Like maybe we just shouldn't shouldn't have it. And so maybe there's a maybe it's a bit like like tempered and it doesn't really get to move too far forward being like an actual like thing. Maybe there's like no very little support or something after episode nine. But then maybe they start to realize, oh, but you know not to make the 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 gun argument but if you know people have the gun then you know you do need the space cops to fight the bad guys who have the guns kind of kind of scenario and that might be kind of what what where they end up at and are like well i guess it can exist or or and they're or they're going to prove that they need to exist so but or the a, whole thing's about muppets and we're all way off you know they go back to the Akiaki festival, dance their little buns off, and uh, they discover the force. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burning Maybe. on. Burning <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mr. Spreezy. How's it going, dude? Um, hope not too many children. We're getting a, ch- a child-focused fo- show uh, or a children-focused show with Skeleton Crew. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's kind of where I feel like they run into a little bit of, of obstacles with the Georgia's sociological take of taking parents away from their kids before attachment. And you end up in a kind of a weird place, but I could also see like, what if, you know, you, what if you only, what if you took older kids or older people like late teens whose families are dead were wiped out by pirates and they got the force. They don't have the attachment to that thing. That's not here anymore. So like, why would they not be a candidate? They can't run back to mommy. If she's had her fucking eyeball sucked out by a Gorax. No, I'm kidding. What are you suggesting? They defund new Republic schools and (laughs) all the the Imperial tax credits on Ray's charter Jedi Academy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and no benefits for the heroes of episode nine for the veterans. Of no episode one learns nine. about the dark times. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, um, Meg says Judds are already inside job, already moaning about this film being woke. Yeah, they're they're going to because they inherently live in a woke world because woke actually sells and it actually makes money for these corporations. And all of their hemming and hawing doesn't change that. It doesn't matter if I think it's good or if I think it's bad. The fucking person who's having a fit about what I'm saying right now, that is the reality of it. Look at the demographics of who went to see the new Mario movie. It, it, it wasn't just white people. And that's what woke means for the record. At, at the end of the day, it just means it's not subservient to a, a white male. That's that's really what they mean, and uh, it's not all about them. It's not it's not for them or about them only, and uh, so that's what that that's where where we're at. And uh, even that fucking Budweiser thing with the trans person who did a fucking face or a Instagram ad for like ten seconds. They flipped out about that. Go look at the stock now. It's higher than it was. Yeah, it went down six billion when people got nervous in the market, but now it's higher. It's fucking already rebounded. It's the boycotting is stupid and it doesn't work, you know? And so they could go ahead and boycott all of star Wars. It's stupid. It fucking doesn't work. If they really wanted to bankrupt 
Anheuser-Busch is have them do a stock buyback in which they just steal all of their employees' pensions. If you want to fucking bankrupt Anheuser-Busch, uh, how about you just fucking, uh, you know, make a state-mandated AA for the, all, all those alcoholics and they'll be done. I, I think some assholes were telling me, you know, Rob, this is the first time they've not brought Anheuser-Busch to Oktoberfest or some bullshit. I'm like, Oktoberfest is literally fucking on October. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, and I've been to Oktoberfest at least four times and uh, I never drank. No one was drinking Budweiser. Just letting you know. <laughs> no. It don't work that way. No. <laughs> or Bud no, the, Light. There isn't a fucking light beer for a hundred miles, Jason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Um I I used to you know, I used to work at a liquor store and the um, the people that are drinking Bud and Bud Light are either like just old enough to drink and don't know any better. Or it's because they're drinking like 36 beers over the weekend and that's the best price to get 36 beers, you know, or whatever. That like is it, exactly what it is. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it, that's it, it's mentality. That's my, my family in, in Montana. When they go to their house, they just buy for consumption because they're going to drink 36 of something. And that's the least amount per beer yeah. that can do damage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right, like when, yeah, I remember me, me and my band fucking buying, uh, what was it? National? Because it's all the money we had, you know, like we could get a, a fucking twelve pack. I think it was called National. It was awful, but it did the job. Um, the young boomer says, "I read the Zangelogy. I don't think it was that great." Zahn has written better stuff since to say "Heir to the Empire" series should have been the sequels. Who, who, who? It's a, it's a big reach. Yeah, you're, you're, you're not wrong. And like I always say, like, like it's not a dig on, on, on Zahn. It's not because. He wrote that at a time when Star Wars was way underdeveloped post original trilogy, like concepts like what's a Padawan that we didn't know what even know what a Padawan was. We didn't know what the rules were. We didn't know what the Republic was, what the Clone Wars were. We didn't, you know, all of this stuff, all of the the rules of the of the force, what bringing balance to the force and why that would be important and stuff like that. All that shit came like after that that series. So he did a good job with the with extrapolating with what was on the table and so i i think the big takeaway though and on the heir to the empire argument is simply people want or a, a portion of the fan base want something with luke skywalker as the protagonist going through some kind of mystery where he does detective work and solves stuff and figures out what's going on in some situation that that's at the end also of the day that's that's the takeaway, I think. Not for nothing. I thought it was a huge missed opportunity when, when uh, was it Bantam? Were they doing the books at the time? Yeah, they doing, publishing the books at the time. Yeah, I think when it started with go them, back. Right. They started hiring Drew Struzan to do covers. I'm like, they should have gone back and had him do covers to those those three books. I mean, the painted yeah. covers are fine, but they're not Drew Struzan. He was readily available at that time, and I mean, that's why. That's why I bought the Princess the Courtship the, the, the Courtship of Princess Leia. Horrible yeah. fucking novel. Brilliant Drew Struzan cover. Like, like probably mm -hmm. the prettiest I've ever seen a Carrie Fisher alive or drawn. Like yeah. it's her in that crazy wedding dress. But what I mean, yeah, in a perfect world, they would have on some of those really big ones, they would have um had him illustrate it. You know, or with painting. Is that a reissue you know? with the Struzan, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if he, I, of the he's, not a, he's not an illustrator, but you know what I'm saying. Like artwork to accompany the story Suzanne, he is he actually those are oh. airbrush and okay. color pencil 
Yeah. So they're they're not painted. They're they're okay. It's airbrush <laughs> for blending, but it's drawn in pencil and graphite, airbrush, and then color pencil. Those are all lines. So there was a there was a convention, and Tamara Morrison was there talking about Book of Boba Fett, and um, I'm trying to find um, Meg said what it was called. Yeah, Gold Coast, and uh, and I haven't seen like a video of this. And the quotes are going around from some places that aren't like the best sites for accuracy in reporting, I would say. So let's take this as being likely to be true and real, but also let's just hold on to it and say, until I see a video of him saying this stuff, I'm a little bit like, well, okay. But he says, Tim, Tim Morrison, who plays Boba Fett, says, I was supposed to be in The Mandalorian Season 3, but nobody rang me. I was waiting for the phone call in New Zealand, waiting and waiting to give up. Oh. Yeah. So it was, uh, Chris says it was, okay, there there is a video now. There is a video that says it was in Australia and I can send you video, Jason. Okay. Well, I guess we don't need the video since we got the quotes and they are accurate and real. 100. Thank you. That's good to know. So, so clearly, when they were doing Book of Boba Fett, they were telling Morrison he was going to be in in Mandalorian three. And the thing about it is, like Mandalorian three, like I said, was a shit show in terms of what they were making, what they were doing, and like you know how it how things came about. And uh, so it was just uh, ever evolving. So clearly, that was the original plan was to put Boba in it. Now, people have said, oh, that's weird because you said Boba Fett's going to be in. And I said, like, yeah, they're making Boba Fett stuff. They're making Boba Fett armor and shit. They're making new. I, but I, I was very clear. I don't know if it's for Book of Boba Fett 2. I don't know if it's for Mandalorian Season 4. Mandalorian Season 4 is the one thing that I know is happening uh, around October. And so that makes the most sense. <clears throat> so maybe that story idea that was going to be in 3 was just moved to 4. You know what I mean? And recontextualize for the timeline a little bit. Um, that's pr- totally possible. I mean, we know that that well, doesn't seem like uh, up a Kentucky John, Fried Gungan, where he just yeah, he just serves Gungan. I don't think uh, Fabro, <laughs> you know, revises too much. Obviously, just slaps, just copies and pastes the other shit in there. That's why everything's so disjointed in that fucking last season. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, then he got then he goes on to say. Tamara Morrison goes on to say, well, that Mando guy stole a few chapters of my book. It was painful watching him turn up with some black new lethal sword. And the way he turned up in my book of Boba, he just destroyed everybody. I'm sure this guy is uh, ruining my show, but I couldn't say anything. I'm a writer, so I have to bear it, I guess. So, yeah, it's a little bit like it's a little. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's a it's a little little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. A little sarcastic or facetious. Right. And, um, you know, but, but he's not he's not wrong. Like, I, I, the idea of them, like, turning up and then being best space Mando bros, like in the finale, uh, that was cool. Like, that made sense. I don't think it took away anything from, you know, sort of like uh, when, when Action Jackson turns up or uh, Grief Karga is in, um, like, Predator. And he's with like Arnold, like, yeah, those are fucking cool dudes. You know what I mean? Like, that's what they were kind of going for, I think. But when you really get down to it, he did steal the show. 
like Mando stole the show from Book of Boba or from Boba Fett in the Book of Boba Fett. So it's to be fair. Yeah, people were weren't that engaged with Boba Fett's story. Had they been really engaged with it, it may have felt annoying that Mando showed up. Right, you'd be like, "We're in the story. Why are you doing this?" You know, but they shows up. People like, "Oh, fucking, this is awesome!" Is really a problem with the remainder of the series. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was like that. Like the uh, stuff that worked should have been extrapolated upon the stuff with him with the Tuscans and stuff like that. That's the stuff that that should have that should have been like most of the series when you get down to it. It should have been Dances with Wolves with Boba Fett the series. And then the other stuff didn't need to really be there. Um and then he should have went on with him becoming Daimyo later on. Like it's it, when you look back at it, it's easy to say it, but um he goes on to say, I, I think there was a the time. <laughs> uh, I think there oh okay. you, you, you were you were on you were on board with, with like the show until it veered like at that one. No, point. I like see I liked episode two. I didn't much like episode one. And then they mm. went and killed all the people I liked in episode three, and I was like, well, this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like, go watch this. Yeah. Go watch my takes. I, I'm no, I no, no. Up. no, no, no. I, I, I think I, I, I agree with you. I, I thought that we were going to see that the I, I was thinking that if the Tuscan mom and son, um, were going to live, and then they were going to bring more Tuscans to help Boba by the end, it was going to all like kind of tie in in a way and just bring didn't. water back to um, Tatooine or some shit like that, mm. but. Yeah, nothing, nothing like that happened. Um, I think there's a few changes going on. We also came come under the big umbrella known as Disney now too. So it's one of many previous few conversations we had in LA. The dialogue began like, "Oh look, we're having a few changes. We're having a few cutbacks." And while you hear that on on the different finish of the road, it's no good attempting to barter any more cash. That's for positive. So we'll see what occurs. What so, the fuck is he saying? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a hard one. I don't understand any fucking thing you just said right there. <laughs> yeah. The dialogue began like, oh, look, we're having a few changes. We're having a few cutbacks. Okay. And while you Chief hear that on the... We're spending too much money? Or and while you hear that on different on the different finish of the road, it's no good attempting to barter any more cash that's for positive. So we'll see what occurs. So the last part just doesn't really make any sense. I think he says when they say we're, we're, we're cutting back, you're not going to be able to get any more cash to do anything better with it, with that you need as it's going as it's being made. Or is, I think that's what he says. Tamura Morrison been completely taken over by Chat GPT. Like, has it infiltrated him? Like, it's like I'm talking to a bot. Yeah. I get what you you're saying. Right. Though. It's just you might be it's right. Raised. It's like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when you, you know, when it's just like somebody quoted verbatim. People misspeak. Like when you read that, um, I wanted to hang up the phone and tell you Tamara's <laughs> dead. <right>? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, and then uh, as, as it true says, he said Mando and Book of Boba pushed back his used um, by date a few more years. He. Um, bought a Boba Fett shirt and said to the shop later, that's me. And they didn't believe him, <laughs> but yeah, I uh, definitely can, can see how they were going for one thing at that time and then didn't get to like 
didn't get to like do it. Um, we talked about like why does you know you've said a lot of times like look at like how the concept art of like the fire scenes look at night and stuff and look at like what they did what they did was just black it was just almost like him like he was doing a one-man show you know on some of those shots and uh you know some of them are really good yeah. some of the stuff's really, like the like the train sequence so that stuff's all like good but then when you get to those smaller moments they're really low low rent kind of for star wars i mean it's it's a big deal when too you know when directors put together mood boards or concept boards or a specific piece of key art your dp supposed to be holding that concept art to what you're shooting it's the ones that stay on board they, yeah there's plenty of stories about this even zach snyder of all people was talking about this with the russo brothers like two days ago on their pizza shop i don't know what the fuck pizza school film thing. <laughs> they just sit around they saw hot wings and try to get clever it's just some fucking show where they talk to directors about movies it's totally fun and worth watching but but he was saying how, like, you know, he, when he met up with the, the DP that he currently uses now on The Watchmen, he was the mm-hmm. only guy on set holding up the artwork and going, is this the right? I don't think we got the right shot. Everyone's like, ah, it doesn't really matter. And he's like, no, it kind of matters. Like, that's yeah. what I was telling you. When, when you get on a rhythm, you know, when you get on a rhythm, you can start cranking shit out and then 20, 20 cogs in be like, we didn't get, we moved too far away from the original thing. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's why you have, showrunners or people in charge or an art director or someone to make certain that they're constantly overseeing the, the overlook that it all was the thing we all agreed on making because it can slip away as individual people start making their own stuff getting into a groove it just falls away from you well in this instance that like, like literally said the money fell away the money fell away which makes a lot yeah. of sense yeah like that easily could have been i look at that concept art for that specific shot and it mm-hmm. looks like they they may have originally budgeted to go out to like Joshua Tree or somewhere out there, and the budget was like, nah, you're shooting it here on the set. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, because yeah. the focal length and the concept art was way different than the actual shot. You know, like it, it's two different things. And, and and I'm I'm with Bram on on this one. Bram says, I would have loved a Boba show when he actually goes bounty hunting. And something and sees more original bounty hunters like Dengar or Bosk. And like, yeah, I would I would rather um have had that. And I'm still hoping that they bring in like Daniel Logan to, the, the to good, like the make, bad and the up oh, not. Right? Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. To, to to do to do to do like, you know, when he was really coming up. You know what I mean? Like when Boba was like twenty years old and he's like going through and Bosk he knows these guys and their competitors or their friends and stuff like that because but the the problem i think that they run with run into with uh, at disney is that they decided to make mando also a bounty hunter mandalorian like he could have been anything now for the story you know he could have been anything though like mandalorians aren't just automatically bounty hunters um as their side gigs you know, they could be mercenaries. They could be security. They could be anything um, with their with their skill set. Um, that's you know, protection wise or thievery or whatever. But like, they made him a bounty hunter, so it's like it just steps on its own toes. Like, I really do feel like Boba Fett and Mando didn't really need to exist at at the same time. Like it would have been, um, you know, Boba Fett either could have been dead or come back something as something somebody different 
in a different way, a different man. They're kind of moving him into that different man territory. And that's why I think they made him like Daimyo of Jabba the Hutt's palace. So he could become like a crime Lord sort of thing. And then it's different. I think that's what they're with going. Heart of gold. But it's yeah, but that's not all, what... <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. all about family. When, when you're at Jabba's yeah. palace, when you hear your family, uh, it's like an olive garden on Tatooine. No, but it, they, so they, they got a, we want to know our our brains are like what was it like when Boba Fett was a bounty hunter? What was he doing? You know what were those stories? And we want to see that on screen. But we but I don't want to just see the Mandalorian reskinned with Boba Fett now, because because believe it or not, like when you get down to it, if you just take away the years of nostalgia and like you know playing with toys when you're a child, Mando's done a done more bounty hunting on screen is defines what it is more than Boba Fett has had a chance to in this uh, on screen. It just is what it right. is math at this point. <laughs> it's weird, but that's why I'm kind of like, you know, don't really need Boba Fett. I'm not really that excited about Boba Fett um, now with what they've done. And the only way to, to get me excited is Daniel Logan as young Boba Fett and what it was like for him when he was up and coming to become the most notorious bounty hunter in the, in the galaxy. And, you know, and you could, you could do things where he, where he does really bad shit. Um, and then like, maybe kind of goes like, Oh man, like, is that me? Like, am I that guy? You know what I mean? And then it might explain why older Boba is sort of aged out of not wanting to be that wanting to be more than that and stuff. So, you know, there's, there's like kind of, you know, he won't make the change then, but you can start to say like, like the, uh, you can start laying the groundwork for it. And then, and then we have book of Boba Fett where he does make th- that, that change. But, and then that way you don't have the Mandalorian, you don't have Mando, you don't din necessarily coexisting at the same time as him. Right. That, that kind of fixes it in a way, you know, but <laughs> I don't know, man, I, I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping that that something inspired comes along, you know, but it like a new writer, it, a new writer. Yeah. On Boba Fett. Like, I, I don't think that I don't think it was a bad idea to like try it. I don't think it was a bad idea to, to, to bring Boba Fett into the Mando story at that point and to like try it and stuff. But ultimately, yeah, it, it needs something else. And he needs to be so much more different than, than Din. And like the only difference right now is that like Boba's a little bit like, what the fuck? Like about the cult shit a little bit, but he's also like wanting to rule with respect, which ultimately means he has an internal code by which he lives and everything dictates that. And then Din has his little space cult code. It's so it ends up kind of operating at the same fucking level, whether you just, you could change out the, small amounts of the value system but it amounts to the same fucking thing right that's why they're friends look, so look if i was a a wall street disney suit who came in and was just in charge of everything overnight because right. that's usually how it works i mm-hmm. just bet we're gonna get all we're gonna throw all the money we can at the uh, john wick dudes and we're just gonna kill off all of his fucking friends uh that we got to know in the first season and put them on a man on a man on a mission you know that will ultimately take him to i don't know just to, just just, just want I just want Boba Fett killing shit, you know. Give me yeah, that yeah. fucking thing, you know. No, no, no. I, I'm. We talked about this before. We were like, yeah, have Boba Fett in that fucking Bacta tank, fucking chilling out, and while he's asleep, they fucking come in and they fucking, you know, they uh, they uh, John Wick and Rancor. 
They killed you know what I mean? Rancor, yeah. and now we got to get revenge, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, but and, and his, his speeder bike gang and everybody else. Well, look who it is! Whoa, how's it going, dude? It's in the tiniest hey, room. I well, I just uh, <laughs> I, I I just caught up with your stream and where you were just talking about uh, Boba Fett and yeah, and perhaps an earlier Daniel Logan, like doing the the really big stuff or what you know whatever he did. I think right. uh, in the past it could have been you know bloody it could have been any you know violent all of that uh back when we had book of boba fett coming out my friend jason ward said something about uh sounds like king conan to me right and uh and then mm-hmm. we got the quote saying that they used king conan as a uh as a reference and uh, a friend of mine captain pennsylvania uh, Walked me through King Conan because I didn't know uh, Hill of Beans about King Conan, but that's exactly yeah. what King Conan was: is that he went back in, uh, he's kind of remembering these events in his life, different places he went, different things he did, and they were extremely violent. And he was doing all these uh, quests and uh, killing lots of folks, uh, d- doing Conan type things. And right. He's at a later stage of his life where that's not uh, what he wants to do anymore. And and he's leveraging some of the uh, friends that he made along the way, some of the tribes that are uh, planet, whatever it is, what, that, yeah. he, that he uh, helped uh, in whatever the event was. And he's calling upon them. He's building a coalition. He's building a, a kingdom, so to speak, right? Uh, uh, leveraging all of these relationships that he had. Well, that's exactly what you're what you're saying, and it goes back to that King Conan thing they talked about before. Uh, that's still the series that we didn't get, right? <clears throat> right, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, if yeah, and, and that would that would allow them to not make the audience feel like they just abandoned the original idea that that we've already been on board with, and then it would allow them to go and tell us like stories about when he was. Um, you know, shrewd or whatever it was, you know, super evil and, but also making, yeah, making, but also making enemies and allies that'll pay off and stuff like that. And yeah, it's, it, it's so, um, it's, it's kind of sad that they've moved away from it, but I got a feeling that because book of Boba Fett performed, it, it didn't, it didn't like, it didn't do badly. It, it, it did extremely well for them. So the fact that they're like seem to be at least pretending to move away from it, um, if they are, maybe it has to do with that with that with that film. Maybe that film is the thing that just made stuff that that's making that fall aside because it's not important to it, you know. Or he'll or he'll just show up and be like, "Yeah, I'm the Daimyo of Tatooine," and that's his. You know what I mean? Like that's that's it. That's all we need from you for that project. Well, it's got to complicate things. Yeah, and I see two kind of issues coming up with Mando season four. Mm-hmm. Um, one is if he's going to be a bounty hunter again, uh, that in one's not going to get the job done. Uh, secondly, uh, it ties back to Boba Fett and um, the relationship he has with Boba on Tatooine. Uh, so, will they bring Boba Fett to be? Uh, a resource he calls upon since he's living on Navarro 
you can see him going to Mandalore as a resource. You can see him going to Tatooine as a resource, like uh, to call upon folks as he's searching out the outer rim. Uh, for... well, well, what did Jabba do? What did Jabba do? He hired Boba Fett. Yeah. So with Boba being the new Jabba, he would hire Din. I, I would, I could see that that as being like something that just kind of naturally makes sense if he goes back to bounty hunting. But I also, with what we think we know about Ahsoka, yeah. he's he's saying for the most part, I want to, I want to, me and my apprentice Din Grogu want to hunt yeah. down Imperials yeah. and and arrest them because uh, it's easy for it's easy work, it's easy for my apprentice. He he could take, stormtroopers aren't a big deal to him, you know. We get, it's safe. I could train him with that stuff. So that's what I want to do. But he's going to go and take that job as the Empire is literally returning. <laughs> like, it's the worst time ever to decide that's my new job. Like, that's, that's not what he, what he signed up. What he signed up for in that bar is like going like, you know what? It's like the day before 9-11 going, you know what I think I'm going to do? I think I'm going to just like study terrorism in Afghanistan because it's not like really that dangerous. And then, and then, you know, here we are, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of what's, what's happening. So I do wonder how much of it will be that, I mean, the, the implication just from the narrative itself is it's going to be all that, but I wonder how much of it will actually be that, you know what I mean? Like, like how much, how much, how many times he'll be doing uh, those next eight episodes, he'll be doing that kind of work or whatever. Well, they, they also got to drag things out just a little bit, don't they? Like if, if uh, Ahsoka ends where you said like uh, you know everybody's defeated uh and skeleton crew plays right into the same story line uh there's some overlap you know tying into their story and what's going and, on and it is still universe. questionable like the the, the skeleton skeleton crew is going to sit in there it is questionable exactly how deep it it intersects yeah. and it's in the same universe the same yeah. same time right yeah the mando 4 then presumably the movie that ties all the threads together. So mm -hmm. we can't get to the movie too soon. So where does Mando 4 fit in before all the threads come together? Right. Presumably that, that would be when Thrawn comes back. He's the big threat. We've got this big movie event. He's here. Things are bad. Let's go. Yeah. It, it would, it would, I mean, it makes me think that it season four would ultimately be a, be about, um, Din, if he is the protagonist of that film. And, and the one thing about, I do wonder though, is Din the protagonist of that film? If Filoni's the one directing it and making it? Oh, it doesn't have it, to be at all. No. It, you know, no, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, but it does seem to like almost imply, or I almost get the impression it is more like, like of it, of an Avenger style thing. And if right. so, if that if that's the uh, the case, you know, he's probably the one with the most overlap of all of this these various characters that'll well, come into Avengers play. Avengers type thing, you know, you you've got Ahsoka and Boba and Din. And, yeah, uh, you know and what I fear. And he's written most of them. What's that? You what's know that, Rob? What I fear. I'm gonna put it out there, and I blame myself for saying it. Nope, that the movie was called Rangers of the New Republic. And he's going to become Rando, sort of a ranger right now. He's an unofficial one. We've mm -hmm. already seen their headquarters at the Top Gun bar, right? Ahsoka will join yeah. the team, and they're going to be the new rangers <laughs> that 
go around to deal with <laughs> the, the Avengers winner. analogy. That'd yeah. be very anticlimactic. Uh, <laughs> it would. You'd say it. Have you not been watching Star Wars recently? <laughs> <laughs> well, we are of different. We are different minds on some of this, but I. I you know, I don't want to. No, you're getting there slowly. You're but... getting there. You're just fighting it. Like, <laughs> like I got you under that 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 mind meld thing. You're like, no, no, that's I don't want to. But eventually, what my you're progressive like, yeah, friends say it. about me too. They say, it's, "You're getting there, Brian. You're getting slowly." We're 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 One day you're you. gonna want social security and it's gonna be gone and then you're gonna be like, What happened? <laughs> I paid I'm into like, it. What what's going on? Still a conservative, <laughs> still a Republican. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but no, I just I just think um if if we're gonna end up with Thrawn coming back in the movie, that would be the big movie event. We can <clears throat> get him back too soon. Yeah. So Mando four is about what? Well, we, we did see in, in Mando 3, uh, I mean, essentially a meeting of the five families. And some of those fam, one of those families likes to do pirate raids on shipping lanes or something to that effect. So that guy right there, I mean, that's a whole nother Gideon. It's a whole nother Gideon to like deal with when you get down to it, to the whole, with the whole Gideon thing. That, I mean, that was basically three seasons of content of him you know, dodging and fighting with that, then there's like, there's five of them though. There's more. And so there's a chance we kind of get into that story takes place while there's just those. And then Thrawn does come back, but, or the other question is, does Thrawn come back in that fourth season when he just started hunting the empire and he's on the empire's radar, they know. And he's like, yeah, come after me because when you come after me, I kill you and I take you in, I get paid. Like it, it could be a thing like that, but then Thrawn comes back and then, oh no, that's not cool. But um, yeah, so it's like, you know, it, it, it really depends on when that movie comes out. If that movie is happening in 2026, then I think that's what, that's how it's likely going to be is that it, it's going to be dealing with that as, as Thrawn is returning. Um, and then, uh, but if it's later than, than that, we're going to have more seasons of these shows. And so that just tells me that it, they're going to come up with some sort of, they've come up with some sort of event that will happen based off of all of these pieces that we don't know yet because we don't know what their story is that leads up to the, that would let us know what the capstone to the, what that event would be. So it, it but I mean, ultimately what the, the simplified version of it, the elevator pitch would be the Republic fights Thrawn's empire. Right. I mean, that's what it would come down to. And uh, so and then I would also like I'm I'm hoping that it Thrawn in the story, though, or in these shows has a lot more to do before that movie and that he doesn't just come back for the film. I'm hoping like other than the Ahsoka show, I'm hoping their series. I hope I'm hoping that we get more because he really has to die. If he is the if he is the antagonist of that film, they got to kill him in that film. Like that's. And then, and then, because we do have to make way for the imperial remnants to to go, and then embrace Snoke as supreme leader, unless unless he's down for it. But if you want to make him the most cunning, vile villain that you can, nobody's going to be like, "Yeah, let's let's remake Palpatine." Let's just like, why would you want to do that? You know well, what I mean? We're one of those it guys. Been an interesting. I don't think they're going to do this, Jason. But it would have been an interesting take if you were adapting the events of. 
heir to the empire to make snoke the jorah saboth like surrogate right where like thrawn's like working with him but then the trick the flip is that thrawn doesn't get the better hand of saboth if snoke you know snoke gets a better hand of thrawn in, in a way you know yeah like what yeah. if what if at the end of of the last command saboth won you know what i mean <laughs> like yeah. ended up running the empire and that set up well, a, the whole you, new you, bad guy for the whole eu series of books you know kind of thing yeah you're you know? you're spot on rob and well, and we already know like the rook ending has got to be different than air because they already brought him in rook was brought into rebels and he's dead so he's, dead. he's not going to kill thrawn there's another twist that could be thrown in that Thrawn ends up going back to the Chiss ascendancy, and that opens up the the space for the First Order to come in. I I, I suspect you got to kill him, but I'm I'm also a little dubious that they have the guts to do it. Well, there. I mean, in 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 the the film, you you have you have to have a big you have to have a big thing happens in that movie. You know what I mean? You can't have him like not. Um, so you know, there has to be some kind of victory in in the movie, I would say, especially if it's like the Avenger style one, and that that's why I'm just. I, what's that, I George? Think, I think Snow can have a big jazz number where he uh, he dances and he sings. And <laughs> we could we could throw the, we could throw yeah. another. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. We could throw another curveball in, and that oh. Thrawn does come back for Bando season four. And then the movie event is something like the Grisk, you know. The in the old days it was the Yuzong Bong, and yeah, that's the bigger dance. threat. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't agree. No, this is well, for kids. This is for for kids. It, right, yeah, it, I it, I I, I'm I'm curious if if in the Ahsoka series we have any if if in that Ahsoka series like we never hear anything about the the Chiss ascendancy, I'm gonna be like that's just some book stuff and Filoni and what's his name don't care about it. You know what I mean? Like it's not there. <laughs> I just thing. want to hear. I'm curious. talk. Hold on. I want to hear what it sounds like. Oh, I was thinking about the Chiss ascendancy today, Jason. <laughs> oh <saying>. yeah. Were you? <laughs> I was in line. I was going by a double double animal style. I was like, I want a little Chiss ascendancy on my on my my French fries. You know what I'm saying? My you think chis. it's? You think it's that blue <laughs> mayo? Don't you? That blue mayo you can put on for on. Ooh. In and out fries. Thank yeah, that's a good idea. That's just All a right, TikTok to thing, dude. No real. All right, go that's just a TikTok thing. But <laughs> I mean, ultimately, <laughs> no. that's sort of the Thrawn story, though. He's come to the uh, where we are in Star Wars, right? He's come into the Empire because he's worried about the bigger looming threat on the out there. And in the old days, it used to be the Yuuzhan Vong, and there, that was a big, big threat but then in the newer books it's the it's the uh, grisk so yeah. you could very well set that up in mando 4 and then mando 4 is about this bigger threat that's much larger to the to the universe the the thing about those those books that that doesn't sit with the narrative that we think we know is that it he's essentially the protagonist He's doing things for the right reason. It's kind of like the way that it, it kind of plays out in the, those stories. And then this, the story that we seem to be getting from Filoni, it doesn't sound to me like he is 
there there's anything altruistic about his um, motivations. And now it could ultimately be an Anakin Skywalker situation where you start off doing something for the right reasons and then you become corrupted by the pursuit of power in the end and you lost track of what you were doing and well, who we, you we are. We also saw oh, that in, in Celebration, Filoni mm-hmm. said he's working closely with uh, uh, Timothy Zahn on writing yeah. Thrawn. So I expect him to be consistent with no, Zons. no, 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 oh, no, 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 oh, Santa, no, no. I'm, I'm just right over his shoulder, breathing in his ear. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right over. <laughs> you should, you should write about the ascendancy. <laughs> ascend, yeah. ascend, ascend. <laughs> ascend. <No. laughs> it's just, I, I don't know. I, to me, context. Yeah. He should be consistent with Zahn's version of Thrawn, since he's c- consulting closely with him. The uh, uh, cynical side of me heard that and said they let them look at the script so they could use this to to fight back against people on the internet who are saying it's not not Zon. I, I that that's literally that's that's where my head went, and so I, I don't doubt it happened. But did they? You know, was it meaningful? Was it impactful? If so, if it is, or if, why isn't why isn't Zon a writer on the show? Right, because John Favreau won't let him. You know, but, no, but that's yeah, that's or or in this case, Filoni. Like, 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 yeah, like if it was like if it was like Zahn co-wrote an episode, then I'm I'm gonna believe it. But if he if he consulted, and his contributions did not amount to thirty percent, he didn't do anything. He he, didn't, he won't get credit. But 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 we will know he his that what he what he contributed was under thirty percent of the of the uh, script stuff, and uh, so I I don't I don't know I don't, I don't know what to what to ex- expect on that and like I know that um, uh, Zahn said there is like nine years of content that I could write in the future, and it was sort of him like sort of wink winking like I got stuff I'm going to be doing you know um, in that. So that there's basically nine years for him to resolve that that grisk situation while he's at while even while Ron's lost. You know what I'm saying though? Of content. It sounds like something my yeah. my, my dermatologist would tell the me. Grist. You got nine years to clear up this grisk situation. Oh wait. <laughs> breaking news. Bre- breaking news. Timothy Zahn's Grisk Sitch. It's a new book called The Grisk Sitch by Timothy Zahn. Coming never. <laughs> Um, but look, realistically, that opens up another revenue for another spinoff series that could be done in a different direction than what we've been experiencing so far. And when you're looking yeah. at where we're headed with the sequel trilogy and the Mandoverse leading into that, uh, another avenue to pursue would be what's going on in the Chiss Ascendancy with the Grisk in uh, that big confrontation or whatever that happens there sure. that draws Thrawn back that could be yeah. that big culminating event and then you've got another another whole area of the universe to explore I'm gonna, it, I'm it gonna go on a, a limb miss- Santa and say that that's never gonna happen like- yeah, it's a missed opportunity <laughs> it's a missed opportunity uh, I mean if they're only doing it he's just gonna call it grisky business you know that right <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what he's going to call it. That's the film. You want a Star Wars film called Grisky Business? Oh, that's man, what do. how did you know? I can't be. I, oh, Kathy's going to be so right. mad at me. She's going to spill over my can of jelly bellies again. I can't. Jason, why are you guys saying? <laughs> You're ridiculous. Sorry. Oh, man, I got to come man. up with a new one. That's what oh, I do. Damn. Well, uh, oh, damn. I want to go to I, I'm go play some putt-putt. Bye. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm curious to, to, to see, like I said, how much time we end up having like that. There was a trade story recently saying that it was coming in 2026. If it is coming in 2026, that would mean 2025 and a lot of 2024 would, would be off the table for, for Filoni as he will be working on that movie to some extent, probably. Depending on when they when they when it when it would uh, release, but maybe maybe late twenty twenty four doesn't leave like a lot of time for there to be like another season of uh, of Ahsoka, for instance. It's it's possible if it's, like, if it's like already written, you know what I mean, by some chance, and he just kept writing and it's been done or something. But to me, like it it does if that is true, if that's accurate, if that is happening in at that time, then. Uh, yeah, I, I would like I said this like next season of Mando may even be meandering because yeah. it might like not, not be able to go too far into anything else. So that might the that next might be why. Season of Mando. <laughs> you mean the current no, no. season of Mando? I, I, I literally mean meandering in in that it goes by. You know, we have four episodes of bounty hunting and four episodes in between those where he's looking for the next bounty. And then, like the last episode, it's like done, done, done. Like that really could be what that next season is. I, I hope that's not the case. I hope it's you know much deeper than than that. Um, and you know, but but it like like the end of that show was like promising. Uh, it, well, it was weird. It was like it felt like it was promising. We're going back to the format, guys. Like that's that's what it felt like it was trying to say at the very end. And then, but then also when we know that like. Thrawn's coming back and a movie is coming all as well. You're like, well, what is that? You know what I mean? Like, what does this end up like amounting to? It's, it's weird. It's really, it's really weird. And like what, what we think we know, we're like, why doesn't the movie just hit then? Why doesn't the movie just come right after, you know, Ahsoka? Like, why is, why isn't the, this, the, the, the 2025 film? Cause it almost feels like it should be with what we think we know. If that is the premise. Well, you know, right? if if Ahsoka is Act Two, right? Like the 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 darkest hour. Yeah. If it ends at the darkest hour. Yeah. Then what's the, what follows that? I'll tell you what follows, and I said it before. They need a whole series of Mando where they realize the Imperials are showing up, and it's worse and worse and worse, and they don't have the firepower, and they got to form. There's no army, so they got to form a Rangers, an elite team, oh. the Rangers. <laughs> Right to mm-hmm. take on the threat, and it's Mando and all of his elite buddies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like they, yeah. <laughs> da, 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 da. Rangers of Mando. the Republic, but Katano, the space mercenary, right? Paley and right. Paley Moto as Murdoch, right? Like a buster out of a job, game, prison tricks. <laughs> Our five <Pele> Moto supplies, <laughs> and the okay. rogue Mousetroid, right? And the and the Mousetroid cops. <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it I mean, it, and then you would, uh, you know, I, I would, I guess, well, Jude Law's character, when that's when that role was being cast, when they were doing auditions, the people who were auditioning for it were told you're gonna die, it's one season, but then it became Jude Law in the role, 
Jude Law got the part. And uh, so that makes me wonder, is Jude Law going to – did Jude Law just want to come on and do one season of Skeleton Crew and then die? But if he didn't and he and it, there's more and they got Jude Law because they're going to be doing this film, then you would also have Jude Law from Skeleton Crew showing up in that movie as a as a Jedi who's going to help Ahsoka and Bridger. Well, and uh, so you'd have like three, three Jedi. Um, you'd have Mando, Boba – Speeder bike gang and Paleomoto. <laughs> so. yeah, well, Felonius told me that Jew Lod says Dumbledore don't die, he multiply, and that's how he got more <laughs> right. episodes. Uh, no, that was actually Bebe's Kids, which is the only uh. movie Felony will watch before he writes a new season of any show. <laughs> I'm it's telling you right now, mm-hmm. if I could meet Dave Felony, it would be, I would just love to watch Bebe's Kids with him. Like, <laughs> like I love that movie. If you if you guys ever run into Dave Filoni on the street, just pitch him <laughs> your Baby's Kids sequel ideas only. Yes, nothing on Star yes. Wars. Baby's Kids. Make I am make I am of off to get the log line done right now, Jason. Can we make that our show's crappy contribution to to the Star Wars culture? Is that it? We start it? where people just pitch Baby's Kids to Stop. Dave Filoni. Sad please. to say. I think my felonious voice has been the crappy contribution because I've had several people tell me that when they hear them, they can't not fucking hear it. Oh, yeah. No, Desmond and I uh, have, have had people who work on this show who worked with Filoni laugh that they could only hear your voice even when he's speaking. So, it's... Yes. Yes. Hey, uh, I got to drop out, but uh, good to see I, you. I'll see you tomorrow. That. I'll see you tomorrow morning, right? I hope so. Right. Rad. I'm going to hang okay. out with you tomorrow. All right. Hey, hey, Rob, thanks for uh, letting me hang out with you guys. Catch you later. See you later, dude. So Aria sent uh, a Donkey Kong Cash Super Chat again. 20. Thank you. Thank you, Aria. You are too kind. Uh, Can Steven bring Thrawn into the future of Ray's film? Now, I would say no. And somebody said because he's like 100, right? I think you just change it for the films. You just say... He uh, gets blood transfusions and he lives forever. You know, he has the secret to immortality or Chiss lived to be 200. Somehow, something like that. Somehow Thrawn don't age. <laughs> Some, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Thrawn don't crack, right? But um, but the uh, problem with that happening is that you would have like Ahsoka and in the Ahsoka Tano show uh, series, in the Ahsoka Tano series, Thrawn's back. Oh, shit. And then we have this movie and Thrawn's in it. So where was he during all of, you know, the sequel trilogy era and all of that stuff? Like, you know what I mean? It ends up being like, oh, no, he got lost again. Or he never got found. You know, it would have to be something weird like that. So that's that's where it just it just like doesn't line up for me. But the one thing that I would say that kind of does link to the Ray thing potentially or that I keep keep wondering about is. When they create that ship or fleet, we still don't know how they how they go to get Thrawn and his team back and bringing them home. Dude, but, where's my fleet? Well, when that happens, <laughs> do they end up with the vessels that allow them to eventually find Exegol? Is that how? Is that how they end how up I making contact with that? Well, no, that, that that's that that is still. No, that that's that's still uh that's still work that this has to like do at at the end, 
is is it's, just let is, the comics is, do it? They're all this is the right? like story in between the uh, the uh, story, and we're supposed to see how the first order comes about. So, so what I'm kind of proposing here is that it we may end up with the small amount of you know Thrawn gets wiped out. Most of the forces are defeated by the the Rangers of the New Republic, as Rob calls them, and um, yes, <laughs> and then at the end, uh, one of the like for instance, Hux is like the last guy, the last one of those cats in that council, and he has Just that fleet. The Hux of us, but no, no, and he takes that to to Exegol, and then that's when that's when the the, the connection is is made. You know what I'm saying? Star Destroyers to Exegol between, and waits between, out another 20 years. Between the, uh, well, no, between the uh, First Order and that, and then that's where they get their Snoke clone. And then they go back to the to the main galaxy, and then that's where they start working on the project to corrupt Ben Solo and so on. Like, that's when their their plan just shifts after that, that defeat. And then it would also, with that big defeat of Thrawn, would make the galaxy go... Woo, the Empire is not a problem now. We really whipped it. Sounds like it. the greatest yeah. movie of all time. You know? It's going to end up in the top three. Oh, Can't wait. Rob, Rob, I'm not saying that's <laughs> going to happen in the movie. I'm, I'm talking about like in all of these shows that we got, you know, these week-to-weekers mm-hmm. and all the stuff that could happen in, in one of them. And, you know, you, I mean, I mean, there, you, you could, it, it's not out of the realm of possibility that you make the, the Snoke thing better, that you make it cooler that you make Palpatine working through Snoke way more interesting. It doesn't now just because Episode you, Nine isn't good doesn't mean that the story getting to that isn't isn't interesting. Well, like it's I'm it's inherently uh huh. I'm a little bit more conspiratorially subversive than you on that one. I think they've already made it cooler by making Gideon's fucking clone story so incredibly dumb and ridiculous that the Snoke thing already looks better. Like you're like yeah, that makes a lot more sense. The whole Palpatine bit versus cloning a 67 year old man several times to give him force powers and many chlorine injections. You well, know, like, like Dale says, Vader's already been to Exile in the comics. So what are they finding their way there for? Because they don't have the Wayfinder. This is Darth Vader's dead. Palpatine they think is dead. And if they have some indication, something happens, something oh, that makes no. them well that that makes them think, then they they have they have to make they have to touch base there. Jesus. So and until we have an indication that it that 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 the Shadow Council and or Thrawn even know about Exegol or anything about it, that is a discovery that they have to make at some point. John's already now, figured it out. What's that? Season four. This is the Wayfinder. This is the Wayfinder. <laughs> there we go. Tell it, you. <laughs> it turns out they are all they the Mandos were in were in on it the whole time. The but, whole time, yeah. The usual so, suspects, I, and I, I know you don't like it, Rob. But when they go and if they go and they they do anything like that and the Sith cult shit like that, the fucking internet people are going to be all about it. it. It would be highly successful. Oh, I know, but, uh, fan, I'll be here telling them they're full thing. of shit anyway. I don't care. Well, the Transformers well, no, if, movies were highly Rob, successful, but so. Rob, but if it's if it if I mean that ha- number one that has to happen, and you're already saying it's going to be bad no matter what. You don't know that. We don't know. You're right. It, it might be good. Ninety-nine point nine percent certain. Or, <laughs> or no, or, or I mean, well, that's just you. Just like you shouldn't watch that show anymore. It's like that's really where you're at with it. It's like you're just like decided like it's going to be just all. I'm of not shit. deciding. I'm just playing the laws of averages here. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah, they're not. They haven't been very good at conspiratorial exposition. You know, right. like so far right. they just haven't. But, I mean, but but 
it doesn't mean that it that's going to happen in a John Favreau story or in a John Favreau like written thing. Like like Ahsoka's not John Favreau other than him being like a, a producer on it. That's like not a oh, John you're right. Favreau. Once once we see the Ahsoka series, the, you know, it's for all it's, I know, like I liked Filoni's yeah. uh episodes he directed. I didn't like Filoni as an actor. It's <laughs> no, an X-Wing never. pilot. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not about that either. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah no. I'm not don't. and I'm not pre prescribing me to dislike something. I'm just saying I have every right to be skeptical that any of this stuff will work out because they just haven't been good at the stuff that they've made up on their own. Mm-hmm. And like, and it's more convoluted than the stuff we've already gotten, which was fairly convoluted. You know, when you start to think about why would you put a bunch of Star Destroyers in, in a hole somewhere for God knows how many fucking years, you know? And, and yeah. It's just not how they even repairing them and keeping them. And I mean, this is, this is ridiculous the more you think about it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, shit falls apart you know like i mean because like like at at some point like like if if this is going how we think it's going they have like that project necromancer thing which is like we gotta somehow resurrect palpatine but it might be through project necromancer that they end up finding out finding a wayfinder or that there are wayfinders or 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 some kind of hint that if they need to go out there and find it and then but then you also have like you know um well, anyways, D- like Dell says, you can't let tell the internet there's more than one perspective of storytelling. You have to show them, so they have to find things that makes everything make sense and connects the the dots. And so that's why, like, yeah, that's why I think when you get like post post um, Thrawn, <clears throat> then that's when you that's when you bring Snoke in, and that's when you start to like connect, and you're like, oh, and then that's why we got to those bad guys, and like that film will be big. So when that film happens, you know, it would be, you know, I mean, for instance, in this conversation, if you were to go, uh, Thrawn dies at the end of that film, and then you do them, you know, Snoke showing up post credits, then that would be like, oh, okay. Then people who only mostly watch the films, for instance, would be like, oh, now I understand, uh, you know how that happened or why we got to episode oh, seven you know my favorite grievance that's going to be going on at the time is how disney killed thrawn as if he didn't fucking die in the books but you know like oh right yeah no <laughs> yeah but like like it's also like you know important to also remember that like leia and and um luke skywalker know who snoke is they don't know it's palpatine um but they they know who who he is so you know, there's there's a there's like interesting stuff that that could happen. I mean, if Snoke shows up and he's like, you know, leading those those people and um, meets with them. I mean, they might, you know, some of that stuff has happened in comics to some extent, but it's like, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure. You think they'll where CGI they him, or do you think they'll deep fake Snoke's face? Like, just take the CGI models if they'll deep fake the face. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like that that that's what I. The the one thing that I really dislike uh, that about their brains with cloning stuff, like when they did the Snokes in the tanks, they just wanted to use the same model, I think. But like Snoke in the tank, why is he all falling apart? Like he should be, you know what I mean? Like is it just oh, to like keep up yeah. appearances? Like like was it were they were they putting different ones in that he was using as puppets? Like or is it like does he because like the idea that he's in one and it decays 
seems way he's more made out cool. of tofu and so he's yeah. you know he's expanding when he's in the water yeah. for a long time. squeeze him out really good <laughs> but it's like you know like but like but when you look at it, if you just read it for what it is you're like oh they clone him like that and that's just how he looks and then it's like that's dumb and then you know oh i'm i'm gonna clone myself as like a 67 year old man it's like that's dumb you know what i mean it, yeah. it doesn't none of that stuff really makes like a lot of sense to me and uh is you know and like george lucas when they when he he had them clone tamara morrison the clones all look like young 20 year old versions you know what i mean of tim like that makes sense that that tracks for me so <laughs> dale's all jar jar is the key to all of this george lucas but yeah i mean like like there's you know like there, there's a way of like telling like i think there's a way of telling a compelling story without like you mentioned Dale, like different perspectives um, on how this, this all gets done. And it's like, yeah, that book, you know, you might think it's the, these Imperials or whatever, and they made their contribution behind the scenes at, for what's on screen. But it was this thing on screen is the, the dominant story, you know, that, that we're That we're going to tell with it. it. All of it's possible. It's all, it's all I'm saying. And, uh, and then I, I, I understand Rob's cynicism too, on like some of it, like on, what like this last season um of book of boba fett like they were not good at telling a macro story they were not good at having those ideas conveyed in things that actually mattered that were happening to our characters we, a lot of the times we were just told about those things and or, or characters had gripes about the about the climate in which they lived as opposed to it, uh, events you know story that we saw on screen and uh so so i'm not i i understand like that that part of it but let's, it's like i always have to look at the uh, next thing that they do as being um a, a you know a change and with change there's always a, a chance for improvement and um and at a certain point if uh you know favreau just keeps writing like what he has done for his last two shows if that becomes like the average uh, you know, it's just going to kind of drop off. But then again, like it's worse than being that, bad in a way it becomes boring and irrelevant, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the average, fan, yeah, and, like the average fan doesn't, they don't remember uh, snow clones are tied into this thing and all that's like fancy. <laughs> that's like lore. That's, you know, it's, it's putting lore before story, you know, it's mm -hmm. just, your, your, your scripts can't be about connecting dots. They gotta be about, you know, real human experience on some level, on some level, even if it's, even if it's, you know, a, a cheeseburger what? archetype, like think about this, like the movie league of our own, you know, those screenwriters, they went and talked to all those women who actually were in those, you know, the, 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 the baseball leagues and stuff, but they still made a yeah. movie that was popcorn, you know, that was still accessible by all people. It wasn't a ultra four hour long drama, right? It had heart. You know, I mean, everyone right. kind of shed a little tear at the end, you know, but it knew how to do it in a fun and uh, cinematic, you know, summer movie cinematic way. So, right. But if it was just about connecting the dots on how female, uh, the women's baseball league had got done, it wouldn't be interesting. You had to tie it to people that you care about, you know, and that's well, like, and you're losing the caring when it's just just when we're going here and we got that and that sets up for this and that's i don't know about that. that's like almost like a rpg quest like mentality most of the writers that i've 
had conversations with over the years have said some form of, in essence, structure is what happens when the writing's good. Structure, you know what I mean? Like, so you don't just go in with structure and like, here's the structure and then write into the structure. Like, it, it doesn't right. and it's and, not and, ad-libs for, and for and screenwriting. I, yeah. Right. And like so Favreau, I think, is is aware of this. I think I think that's his perspective. And so the uh, difference is when the writing's not good, it does seem like it has bad structure because the writing is just inherently messy. And and the characters aren't going where, where they want to go. The the ideas that are being conveyed aren't what the story wants to convey at that time and stuff like that. And that that's I'll like a huge problem. My- that's just a huge problem for Star Wars in general, though, is that it I've has to tie in. My theory now, my personal theory is I'm less interested in structure. Like, structure is what you do. As people, like, we tend to connect things, you know? Like, we, we find yeah. the patterns. And, yeah, you know, Lucas could say, hey, here's a story, you know, the, the Joseph Campbell story circle, the 1.0, um, and Hero's Journey. And you could write to that. But at a point now, like, Characters will inherently move in the directions that those characters will make if they make decisions that are in key with their core essence. You know, if they're making human decisions and they're suffering human consequences, they will move in the directions. With Favreau, I feel the hand of the writer moving people around. I don't feel the characters making those decisions. That's the that's the difference for me, and that's where I check out because I'm like. Well, anything can just randomly happen for any reason because he just feels like making it happen now, and that that doesn't feel that doesn't feel like we're witnessing the story. It feels like we're playing Calvin Ball where the rules change at any given moment. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not engaged with that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, that and that's that. Yeah. No. That's that's kind of that's kind of like like I said, like a problem that 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 Star Wars has is that it like it it's sort of there is almost like somewhat of a structure implied when you play with with when you're telling like the bigger events of things and then you're like oh well why isn't why isn't it adhering and people can't see it and stuff and it's like you know at the the end of the day like the mandalorian if you want to look at it in this way why is that the character to get into this like big republic stuff that's going on why is that the, the the vehicle for that story that that doesn't really make sense Correct. He's not the you know yeah, what I mean? it, it would be like he's not an arch plot type character with the quest. He's a mini plot so, type character in, that has a series of adventures and meets other characters, you know, and that right. they go along. A, it's almost a slice of life bounty hunter thing, and they're trying yeah. to force some arch quest that doesn't actually exist. It's just a timeline or a key event exists that they're moving toward. He's not really right. on a quest. It's like. They're trying to have their cake and eat it too in that area. And, well, and if you when think they, about it, the way probably mm-hmm. to have done it, I know you got to go, but like the way he to yeah. have done it would have been to keep Mando as the mini plot. But when Boba Fett showed up, he's on a quest that puts him, you know what I mean? Because he's a guy who's also totally expendable, you know? And he right. would have a grief against the Empire, all that other kind of shit, you know? Or even the New Republic in general. Like there would have been a way to give that more of a central quest, but then he made him a mini plot guy too. I don't know. It's like, they're all trying to set up TV shows that they don't want to make us 24 episodes of a TV show series of. It's so weird. Well, that, weird. no, that's, that, that's where like, like, like I both, I both like you're right. And you didn't have, and you didn't have to be right. 
that's that's what kind of irritates me about season three of the Mandalorian is that in season three of the Mandalorian, he does have a quest. They are on a quest together. He's and he's pledged his like fealty to her, and like they're gonna like you know they're gonna bring back Mandalore. Then he's like, well, I did it. Peace out. And then they told me to leave, and I, I leave. So he's not on it. But like when you get down to it, like Thrawn coming back is all that shit's fun, and I know everybody wants that. Blah 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 blah. But like like that, and that still could have happened. But the thing about it is, if Mandalore rises again, that becomes a problem for in certain depending on who's in control of it and like when you had a mandalore that was about to like come back or could come back and this cultist is at the head of it like through the armorer for instance then you did have a threat to the to the new republic right there and they're not in episode seven eight nine in any kind of meaningful way and we don't see them so there was a totally like the possibility that it like that could have that quest could have led to that event. And then those things would have been tied in and they would have like naturally been against maybe a new Republic who, who doesn't want the Mandalorians to exist based off of who they've been in the past. It would be like right. letting ISIS or Al Qaeda come back. You know what I mean? Like it would be like that kind of concept. We're like, no, we're just going to squash it out. We're not going to let it happen. And then that would lead to a big conflict. And so like, you know, they, they could have done that. But then they, you know, start going. Oh, we'll have Thrawn and blah blah blah, and like we got to make our our our, our anti heroes heroes. Is kind of like what the kind of that's, the thing that they've been that's on. That's the thing that gets me the most. Is I'm yeah. that was the thing that when people go, oh, the '90s were were great for comics and stuff. I'm like, forget you. Forget when they tried to make the both Venom and the Punisher heroes. They even even so much so that they rebooted the Punisher where he was like a ghost hunter. I don't know. If people forget that one. That yeah. was really fucking great. Like they had, <laughs> you know, but yeah. they made Venom lethal protector. He, that's why Carnage shows up because you need an even bigger Carnage. And look, man, it's all fun to watch, but the reality was you take a big bad and then you nerf him, you know, because he's got marketing potential. It's yeah, like people will root for the bad guy and buy <laughs> merch even if the bad guy fails in the end. Darth Vader, Breaking Bad's or, or original Darth, Darth Vader. Vader. Yeah, original Darth, Darth Vader. Vader. There you go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. It was a shithead, and we all loved his toys and bought his beach towels and all that kind of shit because he was cool. Yeah, and Breaking Bad. I go to Gus's Chicken. Shit sounds good. No, I mean not Gus, but actual Walter White. Yeah, it, it's it 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 um it, it's it's a uh, and that, that's what that what that yeah that that's that's what that's what that like Thrawn book series tries to do. It tries to make Thrawn into an antihero, and it's just like you know. Um, you can't have Thrawn as a hero and anti-hero as well as the antagonist of this thing and, and really make it work, like really make it sit right. That's why I'm not completely, you know, convinced about what the angle is going to be um, for, for Thrawn. Like right now, in ter- terms of the Ahsoka stuff, we have a very clear indication of why we think or why he's doing what he's doing. Like we know what his goal is, but we don't really know the why. And, and is the why based off of what the Thrawn books were saying? It, it might be. I mean, Th- Thrawn could really just be like, you know, I'm going to get all these forces together and I'm going to wait for the Gris to attack. Then we're going to counterattack, and then the people will follow us. Might be that simple. I won't lie. I won't lie, Jason. I couldn't finish that Thrawn book that Zahn wrote the first yeah. one. Yeah. I didn't like, you know, I, I, I started I, I bailed, well, yeah. and I bailed out just, and I also bailed out on that, 
on that Fallen Order book. I was like, the name for me, shit sucks. You know what I mean? It's boring. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> it's it's yeah, and so so that that's also why when you know people go like, oh well, Timothy Zahn is like, um, I'm like, yeah. I mean, I don't want Jazz to touching Star Wars either, but you yeah. know, so yeah, I mean, it, it's it well, after fucking Willow, old casting can young casting just fucking don't let him be in charge of the playlist. That's all I'll say. But, um, Dale, uh, <laughs> Dale says, uh, nothing Star Wars has ever turned out as it was planned, not in either George's trilogies. That's a moot point. Yeah, you're right. No, you, you totally are. It, it, Dale's an apologist, though, Jason. So. <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, Jody says, if you're going to make a, if you're going to make a trilogy, the story ha- has to be planned in advance. If not, it will limit the next director in terms of the character and freedom. Should you um, never have removed um, his mask? Big fuck up. Yeah, that's that's right. There is inherently the problem with saying something is a trilogy, because like like the Marvel films, they just fucking make it up as they go in phases, and it, and yeah, there's yeah. never a trilogy. So th- that's that's the good thing about what they're doing on this next with these next films, whether it's the Mando films or the Star or uh, the Ray film. Or, or give even everyone that... an example because they're going to say the Marvel sucks, so you shouldn't follow. It. Let me give people an example. You know what is not written out in advance at all, one hundred percent on record. The Mission Impossible films. Macquarie yeah. doesn't write scripts. They he writes it as they go. Once he has actors and locations, then they build the story, and then it changes as they go. But, but it's also taking them like sections. twenty years to write five, right? To be fair, no, no, they're on seven and eight right now. They've been doing two okay. now. They've been they've been okay. churning these out every two years, man. Like yeah, there's there's, there's not many of them now. Fuck. Okay. Yeah, they're on. Yeah. So like we're getting cool. one this year, one next year. So, but like, right. I'm just saying that there's no one way to do it, folks. If you think like you could write. All the things out in advance you want. Like, I'm sure those Aragon and Percy Jackson fucking movies were all figured out too. So what? Like, if it's, yeah. if it's, if it's an unengaging story with a bunch of people that are cut out of cardboard and we've all seen it before, you won't care. I just want people to care. Yeah. And so this is why I get back to like, when I mentioned a Quentin Tarantino or something like that, Favreau is from that same class of, when I say class, I mean like high school class, the class of 92, 93, 96, 98, okay. where, they they put characters into situations and were writing for characters like swingers, you know? Yeah. And like, I'm like, and when he tries to throw in, he did this on Iron Man. Iron Man was about characters, you know, just by way of inefficiencies, right? That they didn't have a full script and blah, 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 blah. It turned out to be, he was the right guy for that. But when they start to build an Iron Man two, where it's going to set up shield and it's going to set up, these other characters and, and, and these things that are all going to tie in together, you know, and right. the war machine <laughs> stuff, it, that stuff, he's not, it falls apart. So yeah. you got to find out what your strength is as a storyteller and lean into that. They were working with someone who's really good at all that shit. Then that person would be knocking out the part. We wouldn't be having this conversation about this, you know, but when, right. when Favreau isn't draw, writing like that Carson, the Carson Tekka stuff, like Carson when he's uh, talking to, Carson, you know, whatever, man. I can't fucking remember. Carson. When Carson's in the fucking office with Tim Meadows, yeah. I thought that should have been one of the best scenes. That That's right up Favreau's wheelhouse. Yeah. You know, like, it's the kind of thing he's really good at. Like, a James, when James Conn is in the fucking office, like, talking to Buddy and Elf, go wash mm-hmm. that all day long. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know? But it, I don't know. I don't know what's, where the disconnect there is. Or if it's, sometimes it's just, 
the studio has an expectation like well this is star wars so it has to be this way and i don't i don't subscribe sometimes. to that like sometimes, sometimes yeah yeah that, that that's happened yeah i think they've broken out of that a little like Andor, for instance breaks out of that mold but so it does happen but yeah um dale says Daisy and Adam both said their characters followed the trajectory they said would happen to their characters as well. And <laughs> that, that that's like true. I mean, she was going to be like the one who goes on and starts the uh, Jedi order and he was going to, ha- you know, die to make that happen. And he had to, he had to die because of the things he had done. You can't have that character live. He doesn't get to blow up, you know, become a space Nazi and blow up all of those planets and kill his father. And then everything's cool. Go on, become a Jedi. It, that's not that's not a the way that they were gonna do it. So it's like yeah, like 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 they have ideas like for those characters and like what what they'll what they'll do. The problem realistically wasn't that they didn't have a plan. It was that they had plan A, they had plan B, they had plan C, plan D and E. And then at the end of the day, whoever was gonna fucking direct was just gonna pick what that was. It's and a lack so, of decision making. Yeah, it's like they they yeah. they know what the possibilities are, and then they just c- couldn't like you know agree on it, like or agree with what that this, would be. You mm-hmm. can see this on JJ's uh, Star Trek 2008, right? 2009, whichever year yeah. it came out. Um, with the Klingons, they couldn't figure out what to do with the Klingons, so like they were they shot stuff with them, but they didn't want to show them. Like he kept them all in shadow; they were ridiculous. So he just cut out this whole section that sort of explained where Nero went to. And in the movie, you're like, so he was just sitting out in space for 30 years? <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, no, he was he was in a Klingon prison, but he couldn't decide on what to do. With, no one could decide. And it's just, yeah. it's consistent with that, with him, unfortunately. You know, same with um, the whole Khan thing. Will Khan be Mitchell or whatever? You know, will he be Khan? Right. We don't know in the script. And everyone goes, no, he's always supposed to be Khan. Except I've heard Lindelof at, at different speaking engagements, right, before COVID, say, well, actually, you know, <laughs> we knew we didn't decide until the nth hour, you know, and I just, I don't know what that is. I mean, well, I, I, yeah, job I, to make decisions, you know. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know a lot about that, that story, so, but it sounds kind of what we were talking about, where you're taking structure and letting that kind of guide everything and it's like well it doesn't really make sense does it because if it if right. it made if it was complete sense if that was like the best answer to the story it would just naturally more or less fall in place but they're like well if we structure it like this then we we, we come up with a great idea for that then it, then it works itself out but you know but yeah and like dell says uh dell dell agrees he says exactly they need decision makers yeah that's that is. I thought you meant he agreed with being an apologist. Right. <laughs> no, no Dell's not an apologist. Stop. Oh, um, okay, okay, okay. But uh, no, no, and that's that. That's like that was always sort of um, going to be, you know, in, in a potential issue. But it also on that sequel trilogy, had they not brought JJ back, and it was a third director who was fresh, not exhausted. You know what I mean? And it was like coming right in at it and with a lot of exuberance and passion may have brought the fucking uh, may have made episode nine even better. And it, and then we would be like, that's the way to do it. Like, it's just that it didn't, I mean, JJ didn't land it at the end of the day. So we could blame him, but at the same time, like, you know, had it, had Colin Javaro like rocked it. For me, the, 
and he could have. He did it, but he just did it. You know, and Colin just didn't land it either. The mm-hmm. best part of the last Friday for me is the ending. That's where mm-hmm. I'm like, and I, I feel like that's if you take a do bunch of other things, you get them together. Finally, at the end, it really was really strong at the end. You know, I'm like, this is a great ending. Yeah, that was the dude to make the fucking third movie. Even if even if you don't like the second one, I'm telling you, he would have been on a roll. No, I'm telling you, would have been. I think the dude really had his footing on that one. Like, yeah, well, it would have, it would have, like, because yeah, that's that's the like the 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 biggest problem. And and I honestly don't think JJ goes back to quote retcon as much as people say, but the but the choices he made were so poor that they come off as such. So whether he meant to or he didn't, it's kind of like ends up being the same like ending for the for that kind of stuff. And uh, like him putting the mask back on, it's, it's stuff like that. It's just like fucking dumb. It just doesn't. Weird it, it Ewok does, stuff. It just doesn't. Yeah, it just doesn't like. Well, the, the Ewok stuff. Lando's, I mean, like, like Lando's daughter that isn't Lando's daughter, but maybe is Lando's daughter. Lando's daughter isn't Lando's daughter. Yeah, yeah, all of that yeah. shit. Like, it just kind of like you know, it ended up being. It, it ended up just being like, uh, like. It Pose felt like a wreck. not really a girlfriend, but maybe he's a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. R- Rose Tico who's involved, but not really involved. It's like, it's like, honestly, I, yeah. I mean, I'm glad she got the role or got, got the, the work I should say. But if you were going to do that with her, like you should have just fucking said she died. Like it was such like an insult to the character. And it almost yeah. would have been better if like he was, fi- if Finn was fighting for fucking Rose in that movie who died. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's really like, uh, but yeah, had it, had it, had it either been a, cons- a, a consistent voice or another fresh voice, but the mistake was bringing back the person from the first one to go and then like pretend like it, like this, that trilogy was always his course when it wasn't. Especially a guy who's admitted endings aren't his strong point, you know, like, mm-hmm. Uh, Dale says Rob doesn't know what an apologist is. Star Wars is for kids. If you find the kid stuff in Star Wars a problem for you, you're too old for Star Wars. Learn to allow and not let it bother you. Yeah, I know Dang. all the kids are lining up to go watch Star Wars right now. Like they're just it's their favorite <laughs> my, thing. They're all talking about it on TikTok. Is they just can't get over thinking about Star Wars. It's my my actual my actual take is that like like culturally successful Star Wars. And uh, for the record, Andor is not culturally successful. Star Wars, it doesn't. It's not for everybody. It's not for the entire like American culture or whatever. However you want to look at it, Western culture um, is something it can be enjoyed by children and and adults though. And and George has said it's for kids, but uh, I don't. You know, George isn't God. I don't care what he says on that one. I'm like the successful Star Wars is when you make a movie oh. and f- four year olds watch it, and then grandparents are are as elated when they leave A New Hope as they as the kids were. You know, that's. I'm sorry, ultimately. Jason. I have a tram stamp that begs to differ. It says, it says <laughs> God on, on my bed. Oh, really? Twenty years ago. Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. I, I thought. Anytime they comp- I lift the flannel up and uh, people shut up. Right. Well, we can't actually see it because your back hair is as thick as your beard hair. It's like a white, <laughs> a white pillow. White I've mane. Never thought about that until today. You know, it's just above your ass. You know, it's oh yeah. You ever seen George Mandover? Oh, damn. But <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I haven't been to celebration as much as you, Jason. So I haven't had the opportunity. <laughs> yeah. 
no, no, but I mean, I mean, but but I also like like I I more agree with with Dell's like thing about like you know like a lot of times there's certain things where you're just like you know why did the lightsaber short out in water there and then over here they're using lightsabers underwater and it's just like I'll tell you because that's cool because it was cool that 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 happened or that it broke or whatever it happens to be you know like that's I, 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 kind of a role with me, it though. I don't care about. I don't care about any of that. Where it loses it for me, right, is when you open a movie with Jedi who can run as fast as the Flash. Yeah. And then at the very end of the movie, they're running like normal people. And yeah. just so you could split them and get them separated. That's that's where I have an issue with it. You know, because you're well, if he had force ran, he would have ran right into the hole, Rob. He couldn't have stopped. That would have been great. Have force... <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have force break. <laughs> But and they can um, fight while they're falling and stuff. Yeah. No, I mean, but I mean, no, it, and and it is, it is. I mean, and that that is the the problem with like playing with with certain like force power concepts and ideas and shit like that. And but um, like like in in my head, I've had to make this up in my head. Uh, Qui Gon and uh, Obi Wan could do that together because like they're like so in step and like alike and shit and like they, they got this thing down by themselves ain't happening once he dies or sonic off the table. Shit you've ever said it's true this, oh i thought this was like dancing, 19 i was like 19 when i came up with in my head i was i was i was 19 when i came up with, with, with this idea um but um or 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 how about this when 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 obi-wan says he can't be defeated because he has the high ground, but Darth Maul is 13 stories above him in the first movie. And all Obi-Wan yeah. had to do is jump up right in front of him, flip, land, wait, and then oh, hit him. See. Oh, see, here's where you, here's where you, you don't understand. Is Obi-Wan Kenobi trained Anakin, so he knows all of Anakin's chess moves. Knows every move he'll do. That's why he knows he hasn't checkmated if he moves. Um, with, with old Maul, it's, it's who knows. You could have just My said, work. "I know all your moves, Anakin. Whatever you do, I'll do better." <laughs> or just like, "I got shit, the high <laughs> And then, like Rick McCollum's like, "Yeah, we do, bro." Yeah. <laughs> but that um, seems more likely. Seems more likely. <laughs> he's like, "You know what he's just saying? He's just got the high ground." <laughs> and he's like, oh. "George's like, this is good stuff." But uh, explains the hair. No, no, um, no. But the uh, the uh, the uh, thing is. Uh, with the argument of it's for kids, what it really comes down to is how many times has it tested the patience of adults? Because Star Wars also is not Power Rangers, which is for kids, or the Cabbage Patch Kids, which is for kids, or fucking Care Bears, you know, whatever the new thing shit is, Pokemon, whatever the old things, what all it's not, it's not that stuff. It's not that. So the whole it's for kids thing. That's true, but on the flip side of, of it is how many times has it tested the patience of the adult audience? And like that's what Phantom Menace did for a lot of adults. It tested their patience so many times that they were now not on board and then they become completely reactionary, tensed up, and nitpicking ensues. Nitpicking, I don't, nitpicking sets in at a point, you know? And there are those people that are like the uh, cultural, um, culture warriors who come out here and like, they're already ready to nitpick, but that's because the state of the world has already, you know, they don't like the world that they live in. They, they want it to be this yeah. like whatever kind of thing. So they're they're They are already at that state. So they're, they're like a hyper accelerated version of that. 
But when you get down to like the general audience, like me with Mando season three is I'm like, you know, yeah. people are starting to nitpick, but you can see like the, the, the nitpicking is like a snowball and it gets bigger and bigger as patients as we have to start justifying, making justifications over and over again. And then now I finally, there's a big difference. Goes, Jason. Eh, he has lost the thread, you know, there's a big difference. The iron giant is ultimately for kids. The MCU films are for kids, but then there's pandering. And when you start Tricks to pander, the lowest for common kids. denominator, right? Mm-hmm. Right. When you start to pander to the lowest common denominator, you end up with those Alvin and the Chipmunk films. Right. If you think putting lightsabers in their hands is going to fucking make everything better, or it's a good excuse because you can say, well, now the Chipmunk's got lightsabers, so it's all cool because that's Star Wars. Good luck with that. <laughs> see where see where it gets you. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not going to be the big event film you, you remember it to be. It'll just be that thing that came out and people forgot about. So, but like, like, so like Dell says, what did you want to see as a 12 year old? Would you have written the same story about war and killing with the same distraction from the impact that might've had on younger children? But it's like on that same kind of like note, like a 12 year old doesn't want Andor and is Andor Star Wars is Andor for kids. So it's like, we've, we've moved beyond that. I I could tell you what I wanted. Something that was totally consistent with the empire strikes back and a new hope. The original right. New Hope, where 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 Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen were left out as charred corpses, and mm-hmm. and Obi Wan cut off a dude's arm in a bar when he got out of fucking line, right? And Han Solo mm-hmm. shot a motherfucker before he had a chance to shoot him because hey, it's better me than you, you know? Mm-hmm. And and that people that overcome their fallacies to become better people, they don't just go, well, I'm the good guy now, so I'm always going to be good the whole time, you know? That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean it it. it like I said, I, I I think it I think that it the core fan the core of the Star Wars fan base wants to go in on the fantasy, and it's just you know if they have to if they start having to ask questions too many times and they get lost, then it, it does set in like like that's one of the things that George in trying to or in actually doing something that was not expected, and by like growing the galaxy and shit like that people who felt that they knew everything about it and were experts were all of a sudden not. And then they became also reject rejecting all of that stuff. So that's, uh, that's where I kind of go like this, this new Jedi order thing that with Ray and having Ray be the protagonist might be the way to go. And it might be the, the thing where everybody's like, I already get this. I know where this is going. Why is it difficult? And then if they have a very concise, simple, answer that reads really well then you go okay and then and then people will be on board and it might be uh you know a pop success might not be the most fucking daring star wars film that they could have done but might be just what 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 they need and what the audience needs uh, in the theater so because uh, because honestly like on paper if you said oh we're gonna do another star wars film after episode nine and it's ray i'd be like that's not what i fucking want like i just got that the last time I went to the theater to see a Star Wars movie, new Star Wars movie was a Ray movie. It's not really what I want. But I also think now that we're at this space where it's like five years out, uh, people will be like, or six years out even, like, okay, I'll take anything. You know, and that might be one that's just like the, the good way to go. But you got anything else to add before it's we take off? It's all for kids, so you don't have to try. That's what that's what we've taken away from today's show. That's the moral. We don't have no. to even attempt to try. No, that, that, right? that, that's the exact opposite. Just make Teletubbies in space. No. We, we, I can, I've considered no. what you said, and I've decided no. no. 
and that that Those new GI Joe fucking... films were for kids that just do that just do the gi joe films with star wars and remember the gi joe movie remember the gi joe like miniseries that they started making where like dusty was a traitor that's like my favorite time of, of gi joe when dusty was a traitor i was like man that's fascinating <laughs> it's like six probably i was like damn he's a traitor what but anyways uh we'll, we'll be back dusty. tomorrow dusty he was like the guy he had like the 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 the, the desert like thing that came up you know on the back here with like camouflage is like desert camo, like a helmet. With like, I don't know what you call it. Like a piece of cloth. It keeps the dust off of you <laughs> from in the sand. He's dusty. Right. Oh yeah. The dusty arc. I like, loved it as a kid. I don't know if it holds up, but anyways, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, thank you to everybody for the super chats. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you to our new channel members and, uh, and to the channel members who are in the chat today and all that kind of stuff. Jonesy. Jonesy being a channel member and all that stuff. Um, we'll we'll be back tomorrow. If there's any Star Wars, any new Star Wars news, we'll be covering it. And uh, a friend of ours has a birthday today, so we'll just say happy birthday. But I don't want to embarrass him. So, anyways, we'll see everybody later. And um, uh, Rob, say bye. Bye. It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey. It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey. It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey! You know you should go. Come on, let's go. It's not about spaceships.